You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Locked On Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined. Harrison, you're back. Harrison, how was the uh, how the day spa treat you yesterday? It's nice to be working with an adult again, Anthony. <laughs> Who might that be? We did hire a couple people. So <laughs> you could be talking. There, there's a choice of three people who you might be talking about right now. Uh, I'm Anthony Irwin, at Anthony Irwin LA. Uh, that is Harrison that you're listening to, at I am back from the day spa. We host Locked on Lakers. Today's show, we're going to just talk about Isaiah Thomas. He had some comments to Sam Amick. And, uh, we're they... going to have a little show about a little man. <laughs> Who will never be on our podcast now. As always. Yeah, you... like he was going to be in a rush to get on our podcast with with the, uh, the stuff that you've said about him on Twitter. Fair point. Very, very fair point. Do you think he has a short temper? I don't know, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> well, based I was, I was on, trying to think of another pun I could make, but that I was out. <laughs> based on based on last night's game, he was kind of annoyed that Randall was kind of short with him. As always, you can follow the show on on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes, Lakers Outsiders, where I write. You can follow me on Twitter, as I said, on, at Anthony Irwin LA. You can follow uh, Harrison on Twitter at HM Fagan is here. Thank you for finally giving my actual at. Kind of. Close enough. <laughs> Let's go ahead and start. I'll so Isaiah Thomas, like I said, dropped a couple quotes that raised some eyebrows among the fan base, among those covering the tweet the the, uh, the team. Uh it he did so on a day where the national championship, you know, basketball tournament kicked off, so I think it kind of fell by the wayside with everything going on, but I do find some of this stuff kind of interesting and painting a picture of what might his, what his future might look like moving forward. So, Harrison, you have the money line in front of you. Why don't you go ahead and, and offer that up to those listeners? So, yeah, the, the big thing, and this was Sam Amick of USA Today had a, some type of – I don't know how – I mean, we don't know how long it was. But some type of sit down with Isaiah Thomas about, you know, just talking about how he's like the Lakers and you know, what his future and all that stuff. And Thomas said – the most notable comment in there was Thomas saying, I'm not no six man and I won't be a six man in the future. I just want everybody to know that, like clear as can be. I'm a two-time all-star and a starter who has done things that a lot of people in the league haven't done when given that opportunity and then he kind of mentions that you know he understands why the Lakers aren't starting him and he's okay with the Lakers not starting him but that was a very clear message that to, to for potential free agency suitors like hey I don't consider this my long-term role I'm gonna do this because I can't blow up another locker room uh, he didn't say that but like essentially the yeah, subtext mm -hmm. is I'm gonna do this because I need to show that I can you know fit in and after the Cle Cleveland went so badly and you know there aren't that many games left I'm just gonna deal with it but I plan to be a starter in the future and to, to his credit 
you know, Kyle Kuzma has said he's appreciated Thomas's leadership. Thomas has talked about wanting to mentor Lonzo Ball. You saw him going back and forth with Julius Randle last night, but after the game, both of them were saying like that they they like that. Luke Walton was saying that he liked that. He likes that guys are starting to air out grievances with each other and starting to have these discussions and call each other out. And so, like, I, I think from uh, like I'm not that worried about that like the the big thing that everybody's like grabbing this and going with is like oh Isaiah Thomas says he doesn't want to come off the bench he's dissatisfied like I don't know that that's the case right now I just think that he's saying in the future he wants to be a starter and I think that that kind of puts in jeopardy whether or not he'll actually end up back with the Lakers although that will also probably depend on if there is a team that wants to make him their starter. So I want to get back to you really quickly. I touched on the, the Randall and Thomas exchange last night, and I just think that kind of thing happens in the heat of the moment in game. I, I also don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing as no. long as nobody takes it personally. Right. And and Randall, I think, after the game said that there's nobody he would rather go to war with or something along those lines than go to than, than Isaiah Thomas. But and it's to, like everybody everybody's had coworkers that are capable of taking feedback and not capable of taking feedback, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing for a basketball team. Like as long as these guys are willing to are able to say like, "Hey, you know, you can't like like I I'm taking issue with the way you're doing this specific thing right now." And the person can take that as I want all of us to be better rather than you are attacking me, then that kind of stuff is fine. And it seems like both of those guys are fine. They're just trying to like, you know, have quick communication. For example, I did a solo show last night and Harrison said I use um too much and I threatened his family's life. Uh, I I could have responded a little bit better to it. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to uh, all kidding aside, I'm going to say like, you know, Anthony, when I've given you feedback in the past or when I give our lock, our locked on Lakers interns feedback, they, they take it very well. And then there are people like, you know, at specific student papers that just don't take that very well. <laughs> We are going to, in a second, get into some of the other stuff that's kind of gone on. This is I, – I want to continue to touch on what Isaiah envisions his role to be because I find it interesting in a in a kind of microcosm of what Isaiah Thomas is. Um, and, and then on top of that, we're going to get into some of the stuff that we've seen. It's somehow already been more than a month than the Lakers acquired him. They acquired him on February 8th. We sit here. We are recording this on March 15th. So we are going to get into some of what we've seen thus far and and what kind of picture that paints for the future if indeed the Lakers do bring him back and if he ever is able to accept a role as a guy coming off of the bench. So here's how I would put it with Isaiah Thomas. The thing that has gotten him here to this very moment that has made him successful as a professional athlete given the shortcomings, for lack of a better term, that come with being as as slight of size as he is. It, it takes an immense chimp, chimp on his shoulder. It, it takes an immense sense of confidence and self-worth to get where he is. And unfortunately, it looks to me as if that is proving to be his biggest detriment moving forward. If he is able to accept a role... If he is able to just acknowledge, look, man, I am this short. I am this bad defensively. If I want to play on a winning team, I have to probably accept a role at 20 to 22 minutes a game coming off of the bench and just scoring and just focusing on scoring. Then he would have, I would say, a brighter future in this league. But so long as he goes and rides with this, I'm a two-time all-star, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the other, he's 
he's that aging superstar that nobody wants to coach. That was Phil Jackson's, in my opinion, one of the smarter things that he's ever said is that the worst player to coach in the NBA is an aging superstar who doesn't recognize their mortality. And that's or kind of, like a, in, the, in Thomas's case, a somewhat declined one because of the injury. We don't know what how close to his peak he's going to be able to get back to. He seems to be improving with each game. On so, I mean, he's had like a couple bad ones here and there. But for the most part, he seems to be getting a little bit more burst back each game mm-hmm. as he recovers from this injury. And like we'll see how close he gets to his peak. But if he can't be Boston Isaiah Thomas, then it's kind of hard to like figure out an exact role for him on most rosters. Like you have to have a very specifically constructed roster. And you have to be willing to just say we aren't winning a title. Because I, I again, I come back to if you're playing Isaiah Thomas 30-plus minutes a game and allowing him to flourish offensively the way and, and, and play at the usage rate that he has to play in, to do so, then I think you are inherently giving yourself a ceiling as a team. Those Boston Celtics were a Rajon Rondo injury away from losing in the first round as a number one seed, I think, right? They were a one seed, and they would have lost to the eight seed. Either that, either that or they were the two seed, and they would have lost to the seven seed. I think Chicago. they were the one seed. I think they did beat out Cleveland at the end. I think so, too. And 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 I would say, and you know, anybody watching that series would say that that was not going in the direction that Boston and Boston fans were necessarily comfortable with. And now Rondo winds up breaking his hand, and they make quick work of of that team but then they get obliterated in the eastern conference finals they were just and and now again to be completely fair isaiah thomas gets hurt he loses his sister you have all of that going on in the midst of that series so yes maybe a a fully healthy isaiah thomas means that they lose by 35 versus 50 points but look boston you know they were a fun story and isaiah thomas himself is a really fun story but he is way too small to be anywhere near as effective on defense as you need him to be even to mitigate how great or or even to to uh be canceled out by how great he can be on offense and and he has been really good on offense and we're going to get to some of the stats here in a second but but I just I hope that somebody whispers in his ear look man you you have very little and and the other thing too to take into account is just historically speaking, what point guards at that size have been able to do after 30. Uh, Somebody should whisper in his ear and say, look, man, you take whatever long-term deal that you can get and you make whatever role that you have to play work, in my opinion. Well, so speaking of long-term deal, if you were the Lakers, do you think that you'd re-sign Isaiah Thomas on any – I mean – not a five-year deal, obviously. No. Like, what, we, we should be clear what we're talking about when we say long-term. Would you re-sign Isaiah Thomas on anything beyond a one-year deal? I don't think, unless they get some crazy deal for, for Randall that is insanely team-friendly. But I don't think they should offer any non-LeBron or Paul George player this offseason a deal longer than two years. That's, yeah. that's just so a would you line. Okay, so would you offer Isaiah Thomas a two-year deal? No. No, no, I would okay. I would offer him a one year, maybe I, I'd say a one. Even year. though you've been kind of leading the charge of the Lakers can't just keep kicking the can down the road. Well, but that's the, what what's the what's the end game with Isaiah Thomas? 
Like, so I think that it, re-signing him to a two-year deal is kind of the sweet spot where I'd consider it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah. And, like, yes, that does make their cap space for 2019 more complicated. And so that's potentially an issue. Although if he's an expiring deal, I think it's easy to find a, somebody that will take him if you can get – you know, say Kawhi Leonard or Clay Thompson or whoever they're targeting in 2019 as they've been rumored to target a million different guys. But I, I think re-signing him on, if they can get a decent deal on him and re-sign, which they probably can this offseason, we've outlined this over and over again, there aren't going to be that many teams with cap space. If they can get him on like a semi-team friendly two-year deal, I don't think that that would be the worst thing in the world because we've seen like he he plays well with Randall like the Lakers are outscoring yep. opponents by twenty point one points per one hundred possessions with he when he and Randall are sharing the floor. I think that you had looked up his numbers with Lonzo, who I know he's played pretty well with, and the Lakers as a whole have been about two points per one hundred possessions better with Thomas on the floor. And so I I think. Some of that is because it's a small sample size and they've been more successful during his time here for other reasons other than just his addition. But I do think that he has helped the Lakers be competitive during this stretch. And so if they can get him for, you know, like two years, 20 million, like I I think I'd do it. It depends on the context and, in which they're And, like, signing. people are going to scream and say that's way too low. Like, he's going to want more than that. But, like, show me the team that's going to give it to him. Right. Well, this market... Everybody going into free agency this year is in for a rude awakening. It's a team-friendly market. Except for except for LeBron and Paul George. I think those guys are going to make out pretty well. Well, but, those guys are always going to get whatever they want. Right. That, that was the joke. But I would say, though, like with – it depends on, on the on – the con- like if I could get – would you rather offer that kind of deal to Thomas or would you keep KCP around for two years, $20 million? Thomas. I think I go KCP. Would you rather go? I would you rather go? Now K- KCP has been shooting really well lately. I do want to acknowledge that. Like I, I'm not just hating on KCP. If it depend, I'd have to have the the guys in front of me. If you could go with, because I think Redick is also going to be a free agent this year. If you could go Redick for two years, twenty million dollars, or uh, Isaiah Thomas for two Redick, years, Redick. It's it right, and it's and, definitely Redick. So, just because of the it, because of like the shooting, and it's just an easier positional fit with Ball, who and you, he's a better defender. Who do you think is more? I honestly think at this point, I think at this point in their careers, JJ Redick is just a better, not even just fit, like he's just a better player than Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. If who do you think fits better in a winning construct, Josh Hart theoretically with development next year, or Isaiah Thomas? Next year, uh-huh. I. I think it's still Isaiah still I think better than Josh Hart. So I, I think well, it's those still are Josh two different Hart, things. but I, I, t- those I take are, your point. Those are those are two different things, and I'll explain why here in a second. So one of the one of the things it's a it's a hill that I am going to die on. It's a it's a it's a hill on which that I have planted my flag is that I wish we would stop analyzing guys with talent and start analyzing them with impact. And I do think that Isaiah Thomas does make, as as we've seen, as you just indicated, that over the month that he's been here, while he's on the court, the Lakers are two points better per 100 points uh, per, per – or they are two points better per 100 points. I give up. Per 100 possessions. <laughs> the Stokes, Lakers, for Stokes what it's worth, fun. the Lakers are the same amount worse with Josh Hart on the floor. So they're two points per 100 possessions worse with Hart. So it's a four-point swing between the two. Yes. In Josh Hart's rookie year. Essentially, yes. Over over a longer stretch of time. 
Yeah, and so Josh Hart played a lot of minutes when the Lakers were also, like, playing worse. Really and bad. so, like, that also affects his metric. Like, these these metrics are not a catch-all. They're not perfect. Yeah, I, I just... Like, I, like, for what it's worth, the Lakers are two, 28.9 points per 100... Outscoring opponents by 28.9 points per 100 possessions with Nigel Hayes on the floor. So, it's like, these, these metrics are not perfect. Right, and so, but, like, Isaiah Thomas would... In, probably win one-on-one against Josh Hart. He is probably a better basketball player than Josh Hart. But I do think Josh Hart lends himself to being to, to winning basketball more than he, – he has a more positive impact theoretically than Isaiah Thomas does. Because I think eventually – I'm not sure if next year is that point. That was kind of what I was saying. Okay. I, I still think it's Thomas next year. Maybe in may, – you're definitely better off keeping Hart long term just because I don't think that Thomas is going to – like I don't know that he has more than like another year or two left in him where he's – where that's the case. But – yeah, I think for next year it's still it's still Thomas. And so like I, I would I would rather have a a shooting guard rotation of Josh Hart and KCP than I would rather have a a shooting guard uh tandem of Isaiah Thomas and and, and Josh Hart. And it's just because again, defense matter. Like we have seen I mean and, and this I, is the other I thing too that I the other thing and, that I think we also need to take into account is the way Luke Walton prioritizes his team. He I, I, I he, take he your cares point more about on, defense and offense. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, like, yes, he does it. All that, all that's true. And the Lakers are, for what it's worth, they're four points per one hundred possessions worse than their average when Thomas is on the floor defensively. And so, like, they are, they are giving, they are making real sacrifices on defense. That's a pretty big swing. And but at the same time. I think that this team is so desperate for scoring and they're like Isaiah has been so helpful, not only just as a pick and roll player with Julius Randle. And we even saw him have some success with Avica Zubats, who has kind of like fallen off a little bit since then. But like he helps in that way. He can go get his own shot and allows Lonzo to go play off the ball and spot up a little bit more. So I just think there are a lot of re- there are a lot of things to like about what he brings offensively. And yes, it's going to hurt your defense. But as long as Luke Walton can kind of not only keep him happy in juggling his role, but can kind of juggle that role so that he's only he's out there when for as many minutes when he's going to be as little of a harm defensively as possible. I think I still think he's worth keeping around because making things easier on these guys offensively is like that should be the goal for the Lakers because it will allow them to get better. Like the the reason Kawhi Leonard developed like he did is because he wasn't forced to do everything right away. He was allowed to develop a couple skills and then continue to build on those skills. And the Lakers don't have to take that exact approach with these guys, but we saw how much better Brandon Ingram looks now that he's not being told go do your Kobe impression. Yeah. Yeah. And and these guys' roles are also going to change as they develop too, right? Like Ingram might have more one-on-one skills next year than he has this year and he if they do ask him to go be Kobe then I think he might be better suited next year to do so and and frankly the Lakers miss his shot making ability in in some of these stretches yep even even with Isaiah Thomas on the court late in these games like you're seeing he's struggling to either find himself a basket or because other guys are missing or whatever the situation is they don't have somebody who can just kind of pull up from mid-range and and get a clean shot off of just about anybody guarding them. Ingram, you know, matters in that in that respect. Might the last point I'll make on on Isaiah Thomas before we get out of here is is this. 
he has been now to he's what he's been on this is his fourth stop um he, this is his he played for Sacramento, Phoenix, fifth Boston, stop. Cleveland and the Lakers, so fifth stop. This is his fifth stop. Yes. Uh before this team, three out of the four teams there were some whisperings about what was going on behind the scenes with Isaiah Thomas. I'm you, surprised we got less of that on the way out the door in Boston. Uh I think there's no way even even that propaganda machine couldn't have spun some dude who played right after his sisters. They would have been like, "Well, actually, yeah. he was really rude the whole time though." Yeah, that that even, Like I don't know. Like even, I just feel like every time a player leaves there all of a sudden it's like, "Oh yeah, he was the worst." Yeah, there's there's hard. It turns out actually everybody hated Ray Allen. <laughs> It, there's there's that you know there's there's the Ray Allen stuff there's Rajon Rondo stuff there's <laughs> there's all of that but doing that to to Isaiah Thomas given everything that he sacrificed for yeah them, no that would that would have been I guess even whoo. for like Danny Ainge's PR machine that would have been unpalatable <laughs> um, but but so you you kind of saw it flare up and I'm not reading into it more than any more than I said I did last night I'm really not I but. These I, I just don't know if I want to commit to a guy that has some of the whisperings about him behind the no, scenes and hey, that we've heard. It, and, the, and there's also, the attitude thing, and then if if he's if he's keep saying like I'm a starter, I'm a starter, then they can't bring him back. Yeah, because it's a moot. Everything that we've said to this point is moot. He's just not going to be a starter. And so if that's all that matters to him, he can go like he he can go take some other team. I'm sure we'll offer him a starting role. I'm not sure that it's going to be a very good team, but you know maybe Sacramento Kings homecoming. <laughs> Who's the team? Like Boogie's gone. It, it, come home. Somebody mentioned the Bucks, and I think that'd be an interesting fit, fit for him because they have enough length to make up for his lack. It would thereof. be adorable to see him yelling at Giannis. Oh my God, he'd like actually tug on his shorts. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I would. I it just comes back to I think that given the market, I think the Lakers are going to be able to find somebody who fits a little bit better, both financially and basketball wise. Than Isaiah Thomas does, and 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 that's before we take into account the stuff that he's already saying right now. Let alone when we get into the free agency, and and he's frustrated over the lack of offers that fit his terms. Right, so I I we'll see how it all plays out. And the other thing too is like I was looking through the 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 lists of of free agents that are are going to be free agents. You have guys like uh, Dwayne Wade. Eh. Seth Curry, interesting, I guess. Tyreek Evans, uh, Rondo is going to be on the market again. Will Barton is going to be a re- unrestricted free agent. Rondo's going to be on the market, so you know who the Lakers are going to be rumored for. Will Barton's certainly really interesting. Mario Hazonia yeah. is going to be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, th- those those guys, those names there, to me, all of those guys that I said, except for maybe Dwayne Wade, are more interesting to me than than Isaiah Thomas. I, Hazonia? I mean, yeah, sure, he's a he's a failed lottery pick, and you always bet on a guy coming out of the Magic situation, like, as long as they didn't ruin him. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Like, I, I just, th- I think Thomas has more value. I think on some level you're sticking to your guns here, and Thomas has shown that he has more value than you think he does. Yeah, I mean, and, and the other thing, too, you said that I was going to mention Thomas playing alongside Ball. The Lakers are 2.9 points better per 100 percent uh, possessions with those two guys on the court. And so, you know, it is a small sample size. It's only 14 games or so or 10 games that those guys have played together. Uh, but if if Ball and Isaiah Thomas do make it work, then that's really all that matters, aside from him accepting a, a, a bench role. 
Is yeah, those and, two and guys Ball's already a really good defender, and as he gets better, he'll be able to like kind of take some of those, continue to take some of those tougher guard assignments. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all about. And I'm concept. not saying like the, that's not going to be the Lakers' next title-winning backcourt, but for the next like couple years, as they're looking to just kind of compete for the playoffs, if they don't sign these big name free agents, then like there would be worse guys to sign. If the Lakers don't sign a big name free agent either this or next year, Isaiah Thomas is going to be the least of their concerns. There would. <laughs> There would be worse ways to spend that money, like the Lakers 2016 <laughs> mantra. The entire NBA's 2016 mantra. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this episode of the well, Lockdown. I, I, oh, go ahead. Real, real quick before we leave, I do think that we should like formally announce. You know, speaking of people accepting a bench role, we <laughs> have, we have brought in some some new. Are, are we calling them interns? Can we call them interns for no, legal we'll purposes? No, we'll call we'll call them staff writers. We can't. Okay, I, I just like calling them my intern because uh-huh. you know. But all right, staff writers. We've brought in some new staff writers. For somebody uh, as tall as you are, you have little man syndrome. No, I just I just like messing (laughs) with them, to be honest. Like, I'm just I like actually I'm not going to say that on the air. Um, (laughs) So we have brought in our two daily the my two daily Titan sports editors, Jared Epram and Uresley Sanchez, and they will be writing for LockedOnLakers.com. There will start to be a little bit more written content at LockedOnLakers.com. And Anthony and I are even going to be writing a little bit for LockedOnLakers.com every so often. And so you can check out – if you were not aware of the website, that's because we haven't promoted a whole lot. We didn't have writers before now. And so – but that is a place that exists. You can go to LockedOnLakers.com and you can find our podcast there. You can find uh, Jared and Uresley's and mine and Anthony's writing there. And we're going to have a little bit more written content for you guys. So go ahead and make sure that you check that out. Yep. Uh, You can follow – well, I can't find Jared's at. It's at by Jared Epram. And then Uresley is at Uresley, Y-A-R-E-S-L-Y-Y-Y underscore. We're going to have to work on her SEO skills. Yeah, we're going to have to work on her with her uh, social media guidelines. (laughs) I'm going to have to tell Jared to stop tweeting positive things about the Celtics. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a he might already be fired. Yeah. As so always, if, if you see Jared tweet something positive about the Celtics, please tell him, say, I'm going to tell I'm going to tell at H.M. Fagan and he'll love that. He uh, and your are going. I'm looking forward to your already has a couple articles up that again is locked on You can find the show there. You can find uh, the show on Megaphone slash Panoply, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa, Lakers Nation, where Harrison writes, Lakers Outsiders, where I write. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Anthony Irwin LA. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at Isaiah Thomas's biggest fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Avitsa Zubats's biggest fan, Anthony. Get well, it right. He's actually uh, maybe why Zubats has been playing a little worse lately is because he's learned about your infatuation with Thomas, and he's just oh my it down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Titans. Tusks up. Yeah, by the time you listen to this, you'll be watching the Titans win.